Monterey, also at the limit as well. It's currently 59 outside KSCO. Today we're warming up to 68. Overnight temperatures down to the mid-50s. And we'll be seeing clouds increasing overnight. Sunny skies expected today. Patchy fog in the evening. That should be dissipating by Sunday with a high of 69 expected. And we're going to be keeping temperatures in the upper 60s all throughout your week and mid-50s for those overnight hours. Time now for the Saturday special. KSCO News Talk Time, 10.06. Josh, Josh Stevens, MZ, Michael's Whirling. Uh, hi, Josh Stevens. How are you feeling today? Be honest. Uh, pretty fine and dandy. How about for yourself? Why are you feeling damp, fine and dandy? Well, it's a beautiful day out there. It's a good reason. And okay. I had a pretty yeah. good uh, weekend with that being the two days I get off in the middle of the week. And yeah, no, just on a generally peppy note. <laughs> How about you, be honest? Yeah, okay, I'm feeling pretty darn good, yeah. Some some uh, bright and happy things are happening in my life, and so uh, uh, there's no reason to feel bad, uh, just onward and upward, right? So yeah, but you're not here fantastic. today, so what's with that? Did one of us smell really bad? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just I'm taking advantage of technology. You know, which more and more of the world is doing because of the coronavirus, right? Um, you know, more and more people are realizing that they can meet and they can do things without having to get in the car and use gas and and create uh, pollution and so forth. And I am no different. So, nice. uh, but actually, I've been doing. I've been doing. We've KSCO has been doing remote broadcasts for as long as I can remember. But it just gets easier and easier. So you have spilled the beans. It's okay. It's fine that I'm not there, you know. But um, um, what's the point here? What am I? He's, am he's I? putting the social and social distancing, ladies okay. and gentlemen. <laughs> so anyhow, Josh Stevens, may I ask you a personal question? Of course. Do you think that the name of our community college, Cabrillo College, should be changed to something else. Oh, wow, that's actually a good one. Well, honestly, I would say probably not just because of all the costs, administrative work and time, everything of the like to put the change into it. And in my experience attending there, I haven't seen any students there actually raise a fuss about that. So it's just like, you know, Maybe well, we don't. Maybe we're a little overreacting on that one. You are aware that there is uh, a movement afoot to do just that. Oh goodness! Yep. You, are you aware of that? I am. Yeah, because you're the news guy. I mean, you're a news guy at KSCO, so of course you'll know about that. Mm -hmm. And um, w can you think of a better topic to discuss uh, locally on the Saturday special than that? No, that's that's a pretty good topic to take out. So that's what we're going to do. And, and I got to tell you, um, when I first heard about it, um, I, I, I just rolled my eyes and said, oh, geez, it's coming, getting closer and closer to home. And then I, I read an article just a little, little while ago, and I'm very excited, actually, that a, um, that a guest... I believe is scheduled to call in fairly soon. I, I, I hope. I was concerned that uh, I'm, I'm looking at the phone board 
and there there's nobody calling in. We didn't have an, uh, a phone number uh, for for the uh, guest that Rosie set up, uh, and um, this person is um, a uh, former Cabrillo uh, College Governing Board student trustee in the 2019 to 20 school year, and co-president of. Cabrillo College chapter of Ignite, which is a national nonpartisan organization centered on building political ambition in young women. So I uh, can't think of a better guest, you know, to explain the uh, reason why uh, this movement is taking shape here. Um, and obviously there's a whole lot of, uh, a lot of activity going on throughout the country um, from people who are rising up and saying, hey, wait a minute, we shouldn't be honoring people who were really not that good to a lot of people. You know, that's why they're taking down statues and so forth. So I'm certainly looking forward to this uh, program. And I, th I, I talked to Rosie on the cell phone. It was not very, um, it wasn't a good connection. So, you know, I, did, I missed a lot of words. But I think she told me that this guest will be calling in uh, at about 10.15. I thought that's what I heard her say. Uh, but anyhow... Let's uh, let, let's start the discussion, but before we do that, let's open the program officially, okay? Yeah. We got right here. Good morning. A brighter day is here. Good morning. May we bring you cheer. We've got time. We've got tunes. We've got time, tunes, and time for a tune. Get up and go, it's today, you know, on KSCO Radio. Good morning, all, from MZ and KSCO, hopefully your favorite radio station. And uh, we hope to have a spirited discussion on a pretty interesting local topic uh, during the next couple hours. So... If you want to chip in, call us at 479-1080 and become part of the program. Good morning. Now stay right here on KSCO Radio. Rosie tells me that it's uh, been a pretty hot topic uh, around Santa Cruz um, lately in the last week or so, and that's what a lot of people want to talk about. Um, should Cabrillo College name be changed? And if so, why and to what? Let's just be begin the discussion. What do you think? I, I have no information other than um, that's what is being proposed. And hopefully uh, we will have people on the telephone uh, in the not-too-distant uh, few, mi few minutes to uh, make the case, okay? And I'm, I'm just I'm totally uh, open-minded to hearing things. Well, a lot of people, especially older people, are opposed to change of any kind. And... Um, so, uh, but but if there's a reason to do it, 
then maybe it should be done, right? So let's figure out uh, let's figure out what's going on. There's so much of that going on all over the country. Um, there's just a a, a a new sensitivity. Oh, here we go. It looks like we do have the guest uh, here. Uh, let's let's put the guest on and lock lock in the call. Uh, I want to welcome Madison. Oh, I hope I don't Rock. blow Rosh. Uh, I'll I'll just give it to you. Yeah, you did. You got it actually. Uh, <laughs> oh, Madison thank Rosh. God! Yeah. It never happens. <laughs> it hardly ever happens. But okay, and now I'll probably mispronounce it for the rest of the show. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Mad- Madison's totally fine. I don't need the last name in there. Okay. Uh, so Madison, mm-hmm. um, I I don't know if you heard the. Per- I've I've already introduced you, not by name. But you are okay. a form, former Cabrillo Governing Board student trustee, uh, yeah. 29 to 2020, and co-president of college of the college chapter of Ignite, which is a national mm-hmm. nonpartisan organization centered on building political ambition in young women. And yep. uh, so um, are you st- still a- a- affiliated with, with Cabrillo, or, or is that in your past now? Uh, well, so... I mean, not necessarily. I still am involved with a lot of, um, like, student organizing stuff. And uh, I'm in touch with a lot of the board members because I built really good, you know, working relationships with a lot of them. So I'm not, I'm not I don't consider myself detached from the, the college community. Um, right. But, yeah, I'm no longer on the board, which just to explain for people that may not know what a student trustee does or even what the board does. Uh, so the board of the college, essentially, they're kind of the – political arm of the college and they're also one of the major decision makers of the college if you go online and you look at the um the the cabrillo college like the shared governance structure and how decisions are made at the college at the very top of that structure is the cabrillo college governing board um and the the student trustee has um a pretty interesting role so at the i think there's 114 or 117 community colleges across california and each um, of those community college districts has a board of trustees that acts as pretty much the the major decision maker um uh, our college i believe it's the same with all community colleges across the state there's seven members on the board they're elected um through district elections and then in addition to that there's the student trustee who's elected by the students Oh, and the student okay. trustee acts. The student trustee acts as an intermediary between the student senate, the student body, and the board of trustees. So, like, if there's a student issue, I would make sure that it gets brought to the board of trustees. If there's something happening on the board of trustees that I think students need to know about, or the student senate needs to know about, I'll bring those conversations to the to the student body or the student senate. Um, yeah, the the student trustee doesn't at the moment. This has been some advocacy that's going been going on across the state. Doesn't have a full vote. Um, on the board of trustees, but their vote does get counted in the minutes. Um, and recently, as part of my term, one of the things that I advocated for was making it so that the student trustee at the at our local college um, could make and second motions and also received pay in exchange for the labor that they were providing to the board. We were one of the only few colleges to not provide some sort. I think it's just $250 a month. It's not, you know, full-time pay or anything. Um we were one of the few community colleges to, to not do that, and we do that now. So, um, And, yeah, Ignite is, like you said, it's a nonpartisan organization centered around building political ambition in young women. 
um, <clears throat> at our chapter, what we focused on, me and my co-president, Cheyenne, I, I don't know if she's listening to this, but hi, Cheyenne. Um, she, she and I focused <laughs> hi, on Cheyenne. kind of bringing, <laughs> kind of bringing like a, a local political um, emphasis to our chapter. So we had, uh, for instance, women who are running for office locally come and talk uh, to our night members about the, their experience running for office, what you need to know if you're going to run for office all the paperwork, the really fun stuff that people don't like to talk about, the the, the boring stuff, the unsexy political stuff, um, and doing, yeah, like uh, skill-building workshops and all that kind of stuff. So that's Ignite. And it is nonpartisan, so, you know, women of any, any political affiliation are more than welcome to do some skill-building there. Um, but, yeah, so- I guess... Do you want to talk about the the name change issue? I can give some absolutely. Some yeah, I, we just found out about it. You know, a few days before the uh, the, the last Monday's meeting, uh, during mm-hmm. which I understand. Correct me if I'm wrong. That the uh, the college trustees did approve a um, I don't know, probably a several month long process to seriously investigate whether the name should be changed, and if so, to what. Did I say it right or did I get it all wrong? Yeah, that's <laughs> essentially it. I don't, I don't know if the to what conversation will be happening until the, the if conversation sure, is sure. fully done. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that that uh, vote was in favor of um, putting together a subcommittee that's going to consist of three members of the board who are going to put together a process for studying the issue, um, receiving community, student, college, community input. Um, and then they'll bring a, recommenda- a recommendation to the board. Um, you know, they don't have a, a time frame because this is, you know, obviously a really politically hot issue. So sure. it's probably going to take some time. Um, and then that subcommittee will bring a recommendation as to whether to change it. A, na- a potential new name could be involved in that and what the subcommittee brings to the board. I highly doubt it. Um, yeah. And then the board will be voting voting on that. So, right. yeah, this is it. This is a, a way to start the conversation, I think. And it's going to be a democratic process, but ultimately, um, I mean, I can give my opinion as much as I want. Everybody can give their opinion and input as much as they want. But ultimately, it will be a decision by the elected members of the board. I see. Okay. So what do you think should happen? What would you personally um, like to see? Well, I mean, I, I don't know if you heard my public comments or some no. of the things I'm doing around no. this issue. No, but, I'm sorry. But yes, I, 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 I haven't. That's okay. Um, so yeah, I do support. I do support changing the name. Um, I think maybe the best way for me to kind of explain to people my viewpoint on this is to go over just some of um, the his name Juan, Juan Rodriguez Cabrillo's history. Absolutely. Um, yeah, let's do it. So he he was uh, recently historians have been um, arguing or debating his nationality, but in my opinion, his nationality isn't important, but. According to more recent historians, he is um, a potentially Portuguese person working um, with and under Spain during the Spanish conquest of uh, South America and then eventually California. Um, And he was somebody who uh, benefited from the, it's called the encomienda system. And it's basically the system where the king of Spain would grant long-term leases for land that often came with the right um, of the people who then owned that land to use forced indigenous labor, or in other words, slavery. Um, Cabrillo, Juan Cabrillo, was granted farmlands and mines by the king of Spain. Um, <clears throat> and he had businesses on land and at sea, and he became fabulously wealthy under this encomienda system, which was solely dependent on slave labor. 
Um, they would also, you know, they would take Native people captive from remote lands and then bring them to Cuba for labor. A lot of uh, what Juan Cabrillo, his businesses, the, the mines and the farmlands that um, he ran were in South America. So that's where sort of a lot of these atrocities um, took place. And, uh, you know, he was known for breaking up Native families and sending the men to work in mines and then turning over the women and young girls to his soldiers and sailors as sex slaves. Um, he also took Native women as his mistress, and he sired several children. Um, it, so he had children, sex slaves, essentially. Um, you know, he was he he broke up homes, taking women and girls um, from their families and giving them to his soldiers and his sailors to keep them satisfied. He was a conquistador. He played a role in um, the colonization of the California coast. Um, I don't know if you know some of the history around, you know, uh, the missions and how a lot of the missions um, throughout the nation had higher death rates than uh, concentration camps in Nazi Germany. Um, wow. Yeah. I, never, so, I, never I mean, heard that. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, there, I mean, it's just like atrocity after atrocity. He, he uh, caulked his, his ships with pitch made from fat cut out of the bodies of Native Americans who had been killed um, in war. Um, yeah, so, I mean, with all of this in mind, in my, in, given that he doesn't have any, he, he provided no uh, benefit to, to local history or to the community, and the naming, originally the, the decision to name the college after him was seen at the time, I forget exactly when the decision was made, obviously around the time when um, the college was founded, but it was seen as kind of this um, non-controversial, non-political name, which is interesting because I don't know if it's because, you know, people back then maybe didn't know the history, um, maybe didn't care about the history. I, I don't want to speculate as to those people's motives, but that's how it was seen, and I think that now that we as a community have more information. Um, we should be making the decision about, you know, is this somebody who, who we want to, who we want our students to be sanctifying with their talents as they, they go through their higher education experiences and somebody that we want to be valorizing with naming um, a college that does incredible work for the community um, by naming it after him. Is that an honor that, you know, he deserves? Is that something that we think is appropriate? On the on the college website, I think that one of one of the reasons that they stated for the naming of the college was something along the lines of like we want students to have this you know entrepreneurial spirit to go out and explore new the new world essentially, um, and you know that's something that that idea is pretty outdated because you know when when we think about especially when I think about my experience at, at the college and other students. You know, we have really, really brilliant students. We have an honors program that's absolutely thriving. I graduated from the honors program. I now attend UC Berkeley, one of the one of the best universities in. I think it was the number one public university. It was uh, identified as that recently in uh-huh. the in America. Um, and I think it, I think it's it's really important that we start to have these conversations and to to make a decision on whether or not this is this is an honor that you know, this person deserves as somebody that we want to be doing our work under. Um, yeah. Do you have any, do you have any thoughts about anything I just said? I, the, the number one thought that I have is thank you so much for coming on. 
because you are very, very articulate and you've obviously uh, thought this out a lot. And mm -hmm. the radio station, do, do you know anything about KSCO? I've researched it a little bit since I got reached out by you, by you guys. Because you had day, probably so. not heard of us before, right? <laughs> I mean, no, I'm making no, assumptions I that I shouldn't, that I shouldn't make, but I, I just am <laughs> because talk radio is not something that um, younger people and and I, I I don't know your age, but I believe you're a younger per you're a way younger person yeah. than I am. I am. <laughs> talk, yeah. talk radio is something that uh, appeals to uh, older older uh, people. We are our, our yeah, demographics and I think, I think skew that was one of the older. Reasons, that was uh -huh. one of the reasons that I thought it, it could be so helpful to come on here because you know, <clears throat> especially in like the Facebook group chats or the Facebook groups and stuff, I saw particularly a lot of older people. Um, I mean, I don't want to make assumptions about how people are feeling about this, but uh, you know, a lot of people that were upset about the prospects of the of members of the community deciding to start pursuing this change. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, having, you know, an open dialogue with those people and uh, allowing them, giving them the tools to understand the history and then make a more informed decision. And if they still, you know, think differently, that's, that's okay. But so, um, so let bringing me, that conversation to places like this, yeah, go ahead. Let me continue um, what, what you answering the question that you asked me about how, mm -hmm. how do you feel about it? Um, about the pr prospect of a name change. Um, and, and my answer was, I'm very, very thankful that you have decided to, be, to come on the radio station to talk about it. Because mm -hmm. this radio station, though it is based in Santa Cruz, a place that's pretty, I hate labels, but I mean, we just, we are what we are. I mean, the world sees us as a pretty liberal community, right? And the people who, who run the community are in fact po politically more to the left than, I mean, I, I don't like to make blanket statements, but I think it's a true blanket statement that I just made. We are mm. perceived as a conservative radio station in a liberal town, okay? Mm. And that's always hurt me because I've, I've never, in t I've had the station going on uh, 30 years, I can't believe it. Uh, this next January 31st will be our 30th anniversary of of uh, uh, I and my family uh, purchasing KSCO mm -hmm. um, in 1991. And um, what we've what we've um, I, I always wanted KSCO to be a a, a forum for people to discuss ideas. And a community where people can, uh, a community forum where people can easily attend. You know, like we're finding out that people don't have to commute to work anymore these days mm -hmm. with the pandemic. And we're finding out that, you know, you don't have to worry about parking and might as well use technology. Well, K KSCO and talk radio, if you think about it, is really the or original social media, <laughs> you know. I mean... Mm -hmm. But but younger people say talk radio. Talk radio. What's that? Radio. What's that? I mean, when I got into this business, uh, if you were if you were uh, under thirty, n no one knew what the AM radio band is. If if they listened to radio at all, they listened on FM, <laughs> right? And uh -huh. and now if you're under thirty, if, no one's even heard of FM radio. Mm, <laughs> it's all it's all online and digital, right? 
you know, through through the internet and through smartphones and stuff. But I got to tell you that it's it's the the saddest thing about the last thirty years of of r running this station uh, is the sadness of of the, uh, it not being the community forum that I it's become more of a place for conservative people to bitch and piss and moan you know <laughs> and and I I want it that's why I'm so thrilled to have you on the radio and I'm I'm not blowing smoke I mean it sounds like I am but I'm not uh I I just feel uh wonderful because this is one of the few opportunities where um a, a guest who probably is uh, and and I'm not going to allow it. By the way, if anybody is is going to call in and be rude or or say how could you have why do you give this person time or anything like that, they're going to get it from me, you know. So I I, I, I can take I just, it. Okay, uh, clearly, <laughs> clearly you can't. <laughs> so anyhow, um, I don't have a feeling one way or another about the name change. Uh, maybe at mm -hmm. the uh, before before. Uh, Rosie, I asked Rosie on Wednesday, I said, do you have any ideas for, a, for what, what, what we should do on the Saturday special? And she said, boss, you need to, we, we really need to do the Cabrillo College name change because that's what people want to talk about these days. I said, well, mm -hmm. great, get a good, get a guest in favor. I'm sure we can get plenty of people opposed to it, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, anyhow, here you are. And I hope I answered your question in a in a satisfactory way because that's from my heart. Yeah. So from what I what I heard, you don't have a strong opinion. Uh, right. I don't. I mean, um, okay. I, I had I, I, when I first heard about it, I rolled my eyes and, and and I didn't even have a strong opinion then, except it would cost a you know a ton of money, you know, to mm. to, to to change the name. Uh, and I went to Cabrillo. Um, I don't know when I was. A senior in high school, uh, I took a course. I learned how to type. My mother and I went to Cabrillo, went to, went to a typing class together way back when, and we both learned how to type. Uh, uh, so, And I thought it was, uh, it was wonderful. That's the only class, and I've attended many. We used to do the Santa Cruz uh, County Apple Computer User Group meetings at Cabrillo. I was the president of that group back in the early 1980s. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I have nothing but, but high thoughts about Cabrillo, and I think you do too, but you raise a mm -hmm. very interesting question about should, should a person um, have the honor of, of, uh, of, of being, being honored by having his name attached to a, an organization where people... Uh, would automatically think this is a great, guy, great person all around, and maybe the guy wasn't so great. So that's all. Mm -hmm. We're just having a discussion, and um, we already have a couple of callers here. But I, I yeah. want you to be able to, um, you know, sort of present your 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 case to the full extent. And maybe you have. Maybe it's. Do you think we should take some calls now, or do you have some other? No, I'd to say? love to address uh, some of the cost concerns that people brought up. Okay. Do you want to do that now, or do you want, or should we take some calls? Yeah, that, that, I, I should probably do that first, just so that okay. people yeah, go sort for of have, have all the information. Yeah. Um, so one of the really important things to consider is that the college was already in the process of undergoing a logo redesign. Um, so you know the 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 font, the original font that the college is written in, the Cabrillo College, with you know, it's a handwritten font, um, and 
I don't know if you probably, you've seen it on the signs, yeah? The, the way sure. That it's Absolutely. Out. Yeah, um, I like it. So the, yeah, so well. the college had already decided and was already undergoing a process to change the logo design. So it would no longer be in that handwritten font. So what goes along with that is, you know, a lot of the signage would be changed. A lot of um, the stationery would be changed, the website design. So all of these, all of these changes that were already um, planned to incur cost had already been planned before this, this uh, item had gone to the board about the, the issue of changing the college's name. So, not, not all, right, so, so, all of the costs, but a good amount of the costs had already been accounted for because of all the changes that would have needed to happen because the literal lettering on the, on the, in the name was about to change. Right. Um, so and another, that's another, another reason for timing, you know, good, good timing if yeah. something like this is going to happen, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing is that, you know, the college is having, the college has had for years uh, a lot of financial concerns. And the major reason for that isn't, you know, because the college is bad at handling its finances. It's because, um, I, I forget the year, but it, within the past five years, the state had, had changed its um, allocation funding formula. So it, it, they changed it to what's called the SCIF, the S-C-F-F. It's the student-centered funding formula, which essentially changes the way that colleges, um, the amount of money, the amount of funding that they're allotted from the state. Um, and it's based on these criteria in this, within this formula that is um, arbitrary, doesn't take into account necessarily the context of the community. And it puts Cabrillo College and some other colleges in similar districts as Cabrillo College at a really unfair disadvantage as far as their funding allocation. So if people are interested in advocating for the, the financial success of the college, that would be a really good place to put your energy. Um, and that's something that I've been doing and the college has been doing. Um, and another thing, you know, with the, if the board comes back with a proposal to change the name and then the board uh, approves a, a name change, this could really be done over the period of like four, five, six years. So, mm -hmm. I, I mean, it, it, it's certainly financially feasible. Um, and I think that the college... And the and the people who are advocating for this name change are more than willing to if it, if it's a really really drawn out process that needs to happen, I think that as long as we're moving in that direction, I don't think that you're going to get too many people who are in favor of a name change upset about a drawn out rollout. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we already have a full board. We can't even accept any more phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> should you do you want anything else to say before we um, take some calls? Uh, I think um, I'll just let yeah let whatever whatever. Yeah, I'm sure they all have questions. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Well, let's take our first caller, and that would be Manny in Watsonville. Hey, Manny, you're on KSCO with MZ in Madison. Hi, Michael. Good morning. Thank you very much for providing this platform and uh, discussion. It's very valuable. I think. Thanks. Uh, my point would be to. Look at this overall. First of all, a lifelong resident of the Pajaro Valley, attended Cabrillo College before I went on to um, uh, my higher level of education, great, created a great foundation. And it's not so much the name that I take issue with on this, and I do, I do really suggest people call their representative on the Cabrillo College board along with uh, Kristen Fabos, the uh, director of marketing, to weigh in on this. The, the point being is that in addition to the financial strain this is going to cause, because no matter what people think, it is going to take 
money to change a name. Uh, in fact, I teach at the college level now. Cabrillo is a part of that consortium. And so I know there's a lot of extra costs, but the, the real important thing is that this is going to take away valuable time from people that need to focus on other things like student education materials and other things uh, in regards to um, changing this whole thing. Uh, and then my other point is, is at what point is this going to stop? Locally here in Watsonville, we currently have a movement. Uh, it's just a movement suggestion to remove a George Washington monument. Um, you know, where does it end? We, we had a city council member years ago, back in, I think, 2018, not too long ago, that resigned from the, the city council because it was alleged he uh, was involved in uh, inappropriate conduct with women. Do we remove his name from Highway 129 that was named after him? That would be Oscar um, Rios. Oscar Rios, correct. Uh, and then, you know, our own a namesake, Watson, Judge Watson, uh, he had a questionable past. Do we go to the extent now and, and change the city's name? I mean, where does this end? Again, I think there's so much going on, so much strain on our community and all the leaders that this is just yet another thing. Again, it's a valuable discussion. It's a great history lesson. And I think if we leave it at that uh, and respect that, teach our uh, communities and our, especially our younger generations uh, that, you know, to the extent that we don't repeat this kind of uh, behavior, um, I, I think that's more reasonable. Uh, do you have a response, Madison, before, while Manny is still on the line? Um, I, I think I think so. I wrote down a few things as, as Manny was talking. I'll try to address a few of them. Well, I, I, one thing that I've been hearing that you, that you kind of echoed is the, this idea of at what point will this stop? And to that I say, um, well, democracy never really stops. So if if sometime in the future the community decides democratically and with proper engagement and proper processes that something else needs to change, um, that's that's not something that that can be stopped. Uh, and you know, changing other other names, people have brought up. You know, should we change the, the name of Watsonville as Manny brought up? Um, you know, I don't I don't necessarily have an opinion on that, and that's not within the jurisdiction of the college. Um, so I think that focusing focusing in on this board and this board's decision and the, the history of the college in particular and the name, the namesake of the college is probably the best way to have this conversation, I think. And um, one thing you mentioned, too, uh, Kristen Favos, she actually mm -hmm. doesn't have control over, over this decision. So I would advise people not probably, that it wouldn't be helpful to them to reach out to her. Um, and you brought up this, the idea of like uh, people valuable, wasting valuable time um, when they could be focusing on other, other things. I mean, I, I don't necessarily disagree completely, but the, th the bulk of the time that goes into this decision-making will be taken on by the board, um, which is their job as, you know, your elected, your elected officials. So um, they'll be taking on most of the labor and the time associated with this decision. Um yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I tried to take notes, but you, it was going quick. I'm not sure if I addressed everything that you mentioned. Yeah, no, I, I again, it's just to the point where, uh, you know, it goes beyond even our local uh, naming of uh, the college Cabrillo. I mean, Cabrillo is across the state and other areas, too. My point being is that, again, we're just so overburdened right now with everything going on 
Um, this is just yet another thing. And, and I've been around long enough to know, you know, for 56 years to see issues come and go. I've been involved in local government and I've seen issues. And it's, again, not uh, lessening the importance of this issue. It's just that I've also seen interest be at a peak, especially right now uh, nationally. But then it mm-hmm. it drops off. And I'm not saying it's going to drop off. You very well may get enough support to change the name. However, uh, uh, a lot of these things sometimes come and go. And uh, mm-hmm. this time is so valuable for our, our leaders, especially the leaders at Cabrillo that I, again, uh, and again, I'll go back to, um, I, you know, Kristen Fables is someone people can contact along with the board of directors, representatives. Uh, they can contact them at 831-479-6158. Uh, they can get the representative's name, weigh in on this, please, email them. And like you said, this is democracy. We all have a valuable opinion of this. Hey, Manny, thank you so much. And thank you, Thank you, Michael. Uh, Let's take our next caller. That would be Charlie in Scotts Valley. Hey, Charlie, you're on with Madison and MZ, and uh, the whole KSCO audience can hear you. Well, hi, Michael. Uh, I just tuned in. Uh, Your guest there, uh, is she a resident of... uh well, why don't you ask her because she's you're talking to her <laughs> instead of asking. I just moved out of the county about two weeks ago to attend university, but my family is still based there. Just where, yeah, we have a home there. So, yes. Oh, Long but term. you personally don't own a house here, do you? No. Okay, well, here's the deal. Uh, I do. I've also went through Cabrillo. It's a fine organization. And my biggest concern is the uh, wiping out of our history, whether it's good or bad. Um, and to me, when you talk about democracy, can I, can that's I, not... Can, the I, can I ask a, a question? So how, how do you see Cabrillo, Juan Rodriguez Cabrillo, how do you see him as relating to our local history? First and foremost, I'm getting into the financial aspects of it because when I have to pay my property tax, I'm paying for all the loans that Cabrillo's already put out there already. Okay. Yeah, and, but so uh, those, fact, those bonds. Fact, excuse those, me. That, excuse me. Excuse me. All right. I'm talking. <laughs> those bonds I am paying for. Okay, and I want I want to complete my sentence, and then you can ask me a question. Now, I'm also a graduate of Cabrillo College as well as San Jose State. I also serve this country with distinction in the military. The thing about this is is that you're making like it's such a small change, and it's not, because basically what you're telling me is that whether this person was good or bad in the past, there's a reason why they named that college after him. It wasn't out of, oh, I pulled it out of the air and just named it that. Okay. America has a great, rich history of good and bad, and it needs to be taught. Now, this discussion about changing the name is may seem like it's small, but it isn't. One, I have to pay for it, okay, because the board isn't going to pay for it. I am, okay, and I already work hard enough as it is. Okay, I have to support my family, and now I'm not working at all. Okay, so you're making like this is a big deal or a small deal. And I, I, I disagree with the whole thing. 
Okay, are you finished, Charlie? Because you know, I don't want yes, anybody to interrupt anybody else. It's a pretty hot topic, and there's a natural tendency for people to interrupt each other. <laughs> so let's no, let's see if we what, what I'm getting at is uh, they're they're pushing this like it's no big deal and it's over a period of time. Well, I'm already dealing with a lot more over a period of time from Cabrillo College. Gotcha. Okay, Madison, your response to Charlie, because you wanted uh, to say yeah. something. I, I, well, I think I, I just kind of wanted to um, address things as they came up, because there was kind of a lot there. One thing I, I wanted to say is that, um, you know, the bond dollars, I think that there's two bonds now that are that are showing up on people's property taxes from, taxes from, I forget the years, but there are two on there. So no bond, no money associated with those bond dollars will, will go towards this, this project. Those bond dollars, they've already been... Um, you know, itemized as to what exactly they can be spent on. So they, they can't be spent on things without what the voters voted on with regards to those particular bonds. Um, I, I try to take notes as you were talking. Sorry if I don't address, address everything that you said. But I, you said at one point um, that America and other places in general, just there's good and bad aspects to history and that they should all be taught. And I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. That's one of the things that I loved about attending that college, the way I, I took history classes, I took anthropology classes, and we, I just got deep into the history of um, mostly America because that's, that's I'm really invested, obviously, in my country. Um, and I think that good and bad history should be taught, but I think that there's a difference between teaching and, and, and acknowledging history and glorifying it. And I think that, um, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people feel this way, and you're more than, more than welcome to disagree, but if if we're going to, you know, put somebody's name on an institution that's really integral and important to our community, that is a form of glorification. And I think that, you know, I don't think, in my opinion, that there's a way to do that that's that's culturally or historically appropriate. Um, because, I mean, if, if your suggestion is that, you know, we could, we could keep the name but just, you know, have people because you acknowledge that the history is bad and it's important to know that history so we don't make those same mistakes again. So something that you could do with that is say, okay, well, we keep the name of the college and then we have, you know, like a plaque or something that, that talks about the history and educates people. And it's like, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to get too tangential here, but if the, if the college was named after somebody like Osama bin Laden or Joseph Stalin, that's not something, that's not something that people would, people wouldn't think that it would be reasonable to just keep that and then teach people about the history. People would say that, you know, that's really inappropriate and really offensive and we should change it. Um, and I think, you know, just given the, the, the volume of atrocities that, that Juan Rodriguez Cabrillo has committed. And like I said, he's not, he wasn't somebody who was important to local history. Um, I don't know if you were on earlier, but I talked about briefly about the, the decision, the decision process that went into, um, naming the college Cabrillo in the first place, it's because the name was seen as something that was kind of non-controversial. And I think that was probably due just to an ignorance of the history. Um, so I think that now that we have, we're, we're people who have more education about this topic and are no longer ignorant to the history. And I think that the, the community should be making that, could, can make that choice. And if you're, and if you disagree, more than welcome to disagree. But, you know, like I said, it's going to be a decision by the board. There's going to be, places for democratic input and if you're passionate about it i suggest that you get involved charlie um thank you for calling in well before i go i just want to know how much and who's paying for this 
That's well, so, all. I, mean, I want to know the total cost and who's paying for it. Yeah, so... Um, as we I know who isn't earlier, paying for it, but who is? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good question. Well, I mean, so. the thing I, I don't I don't I don't agree with the assertion that I'm somehow not paying it for it. My family owns property in in the area, um, so you know. But you personally my, are paying family, for it. Someone else is. I pay taxes. I pay taxes in the region, and I paid tuition while I went. I'm still paying off some of my tuition. So the idea that I'm not I don't have any sort of financial interest in this just it's not based in fact. I mean. Um, you could say that there's a difference in the amount, but I'm sorry, you're breaking up a little bit. Huge difference. We know a lot. So a lot of our funding doesn't necessarily come from property taxes. A lot of our funding comes from the state allocation. So it's, it's state tax dollars that, that the majority of our funding comes from and the property taxes that are through those bonds that you see on your property taxes at the end of the year. Those bonds are for specific projects, so they're not just for the general running of the college. There are some colleges that do do that, community colleges that do do that, so that the the bond dollars are just for general operation costs. But that's not that's not the case at Cabrillo. Charlie, thanks for calling four seven nine ten eighty. That's that opens up his line, so it's a good time to sneak in if you want to call. Uh, next caller is Colonel Terry. Apparently, you agree with the lady if she has evidence. Yes. Good morning, MZ, Hi. and good morning. Miss, your name, please? Madison. Miss Madison, um, <laughs> also benefited from attending Cabrillo College's summers here, coming home, and I'm grateful to it, as many are, uh, and it's a great institution for the county, component of our county. Mm-hmm. I first didn't agree with you at all, uh, thinking, fine, this is just, you know, left-wing extreme uh, nomenclature reactions and so on. Hearing that you have evidence that Senor Cabrillo was not such a good guy and did engage in wrongful things that civilized civilization shouldn't recognize and honor, I uh-huh. come to agree with you. However, do you truly have evidence of the allegations you make against Senor Cabrillo? And if so, I'm in favor of changing the name to Santa Cruz County Community College. How's that? <laughs> well, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so, I mean, I, I can't, like, give you physical evidence right now over the phone, but there, I mean, I, I would encourage people to really look into the history. Historians have been talking about um, and, you know, deeply studying, and there, there is, you know, actual documentation and first-person testimony. I think I took notes on one. Oh, yeah, here's one by um, Bartolome de la Casas in 1552 and Francisco de Torres in 1564, who gave sworn testimony of Cabrillo's treatment of the Honduran Native American people. De las Casas said of Cabrillo, quote, he broke up homes, taking the women and girls and giving them to the soldiers and sailors in order to keep them satisfied and bring them to his fleet. So he used... But that's, the that's That supposedly happened in Honduran. You really yeah, so most of his most of his uh, atrocities took place in South America, and then as he expanded his, I guess, empire north for uh, Spanish colonization of California, then we start to see some more of the, the local the impact on California Native peoples. But, what, um, what documented records indicate that he did these things locally in California, in Monterey Bay? And well, yeah. Yeah, there was evidence that he um, sailed north from San Diego and that uh, the Monterey Bay and I think Santa Cruz, like Santa Cruz, was one of the places. I don't know. 
you really okay. should come prepared with your evidence and reference. Okay, well, if, if I mean, if the assertion is that anything I'm saying isn't true, I really encourage people to do their own research. There's, um, you know, his historian scholars that have validated these claims. I'm not going to be someone who's, I'm not a historian. I'm not going to argue about the validity of, of the history. Um, I'm just here to discuss it. But I, I really encourage you, if you think that anything I said is incorrect, I really encourage you to do your own research. I would encourage you, given that you've been to universities and colleges, to learn the importance of what's called evidence and factual, <laughs> valid support for what you say. And I'd, I'd much be prepared to believe you and agree with your policy position to change the name if you could provide evidence. You can't just tell people, go find it. Believe me, it's there. That's, that's what Trump does. Believe me, it's there. That's what people, it's, and it's also what left-wing extremists do, um, who want their agenda implemented without any reason to support why they fail to provide evidence. And okay, I don't so, say that just because so I've been legally trained and worked at White Houses and other things. I, we have to decide to recognize reality and real facts. So um, really, next time, come prepared with who the historian, where it is, what the records, and support it. You may be true, but you can't just tell people, go find what, something that will tell you, uh, support what I say is true. You should come with it. Okay, great. Colonel Terry, thank you. Thank you for calling. Uh, Josh Stevens, I need your help. Uh, my call aboard uh, remote access has been interrupted, so I want you to hit the take next button, if you would, please, so we can get the next call. And caller we're on. taking next. We've got Rory and Watsonville. Hey, I'm D and Madison, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thanks for being on. Thanks for talking about this subject. I know I'll be in putting my uh, two cents to the board as a property owner, bond, bond payer, taxpayer to the state of California that supports all these fine institutions. Now, first off, I just want to get this out front. This is a Marxist exercise. This is called Erase <laughs> Your History. And Madison, you wouldn't be here talking on a cell phone, calling into a radio station if it weren't for people like Cabrillo, Cortez, De Anza, Columbus, go on and on. Henry the Explorer, another Portuguese guy. You don't erase your history. You put it there. You talk about it. You erase the history, you won't know where you're going. It'll be gone. Absolutely obliterate. Just listen to MZ. You don't even know about AM radio. How could you not know about AM radio and Marconi? I mean, my gosh, it's, it's don't let it happen. We have to push back. This is not the American way. We are a representative republic, first off. We're not, a, we're not a democracy. Yes, we have some democratic practices, but we are a representative republic. And we, the taxpaying citizens that work in this society, need to push back against all these academic individuals. I'll keep it nice. And uh, I don't, you know, I just completely disagree with it. And I agree with all your callers, even uh, Colonel Terry, K-E-R-N-E-L, Terry. And uh, I just, um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't oppose this more strongly. What do you think about that, uh, Madison? You wouldn't be here talking on a phone if it weren't for these explorers. I mean, if the, I, I, I mean, my family didn't come here. My ancestors didn't come here uh, as colonizers we I, i'm eastern european by descent so we actually came 
and uh, served as like indentured servants on um, other white people's properties. But I mean, if the, if if you're asking whether I, I would you want to go back, people, would you like would you like to go back to Eastern Europe? Just, you know, that's just I mean, really not how that's really not how history works. Um, of course. And I, I just wanted to if, say, first of all, I'm not I'm not a Marxist, so I don't I don't know where that <laughs> where that I, came no, from. No, I, 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 I didn't say. I didn't say and I do I do know about I do know about AM radio and I also wanted to say that we live we may not live in a direct democracy but we do live in a representative democracy which means that no, our it's a republic yeah no yeah Madison. a republic and a republic a republic and a representative democracy are not mutually exclusive terms that we are both a republic and a representative democracy and within a, a republic essentially all a republic means is that the people hold the bulk of the power and they exercise that power through a vote we're a the people, hold, the people yes. hold the power. We're the individual the, sovereign. It the people hold the, people. the power. The people hold the 100%. power over the nation, and then they exercise that power through a vote. Right. That's what. So that's left, what are Republicans? But we. I but know, hold, on, hold on. But 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 we are yes. also representative democracy because we elect people with our vote to to make the bulk of the decisions. So that's what's happening with the board of trustees, and that's what happens at every level of yeah. government with every elected official. Yeah. And that's, I'm fine with that. Now, the other thing I want to say is, were you for were you for the explorers coming to North America, in California in particular, or was, should we just left it alone and left the Native you Americans know, I, here that I, were in a prehistoric living, prehistoric, well, the no were, horses the, or nothing? Okay, so the idea that they were in a prehistoric, you know, we actually took our the system, the governmental system of federalism is something that we took from the Iroquois nation. It wasn't something that Europeans that's came baloney. up with that our founding. Oh, that's it's, bal- it's, that's baloney. It's not. It's Absolute not. I'm baloney. very well versed in the history. All right. Now, so Lori, the, the Iroquois, it's, it's, it's starting to sound like Fox News Channel here. People are talking over themselves, uh, to each other, and I'm not doing a very good job of being a host. But uh, I'm going to try to uh, get better at that for next hour, which will uh, uh, happen here pretty quick. There's 10 seconds left to this hour. I want to thank everybody. Uh, we've got an hour, a full hour ahead of us. We're causing delays in that area. Highway 101 southbound, you're going to be set back by about six minutes. And that is spanning from the 129 interchange until about San Juan Road. We've also got delays in the Carmel-by-the-Sea area due to ongoing road work there. 156 westbound going to be setting you back by about 10 minutes. Outside the KSCO studio, it's currently 60. We're going to be warming up to 68 today. Sunny skies expected, increasing clouds overnight, a low 55 expected. And decreasing clouds for your Sunday, a high of 69. And we're going to be keeping those temperatures in the upper 60s to low 50s, low to mid 50s overnight. Time now for Saturday special hour two, 11.07 at KSCO. Josh, Josh Stevens. MZ, Michael hey, Zwirling. So where's uh, Dave? Uh, we haven't done a promo for the Dave cave today. Is he is he near there? I mean, or is he um, much, too, much too busy in the cave? Uh, he is near, but I he was just in the studio just a minute ago. Oh, but I'm sure he'll hear his name and he'll be come. He'll be uh, running up quicker than I don't know. It, it's a public service that we do quicker than to, how quickly he'll get you in and out of the Dave Cave with excellent customer service and 
Vitamins. Yeah, well, uh, what we're doing, you know, we're doing the best we can fumbling around doing a promo, but nobody does better promos for the Dave Cave than Dave himself. Yeah, I you actually know, just me. heard the door slam, so I think he's running on over. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we should, uh, ho hopefully, if that's true, we'll be able to uh, hear from him before we officially open our number two. Yeah, I think he heard us talking smack about him, so he's running <laughs> in here to come and correct me. <laughs> okay. Well, so... Uh, Good morning, MZ. Oh, Dave! Dave Michaels! Oh, it's so exciting. Boy, this has you. been a great show. Is your guest still there? Yeah, everybody's oh, boy, still this on. Is, this and... has been fantastic. Oh, good. Well, yes. we, have, we, have, uh, we have a great guest, and we have uh, the typical uh, intelligent people. Madison may not know mm -hmm. that here at KSCO, we do not allow stupid people to listen. And Some of them do squeak through sometimes, though. Well, yeah. yeah, but if we find out, there's hell to pay, you know. So, <laughs> right. Right. And, and you know, and people, right. some people have. Well, never. No. never. Anyhow, tell us about uh, what's happening today well, in the Dave Cave. Down at the Dave Cave MZ, we're very low on uh, most products, but we do still have some Osteo FX Gluco Gel, which is fantastic stuff for the joints. Um, if you've never tried it and you have joint problems, you will love Glucogel. That works best when taken with OsteoFX. So if you have achy uh, bones and joints, though, especially, you want the Glucogel and OsteoFX. Those two should be combined. Uh, everybody, if you have achy you, joints and, and uh, bones, that's what you should be taking, OsteoFX. I'm going to... I'm going to uh, uh, bear my soul now to our entire audience, okay? okay? Um, I, uh, I think I've told the audience that I, I love to walk, and I love to walk five to seven miles every day, but in the last, uh, I don't know, two or three weeks, uh, I've had to cut way, way, way back because I have a um, sort of a... a, a, a what's the word? A, 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 a an infl inflammation. Inflammation. Where, where my Achilles tendon connects to my left foot, uh, okay? Mm -hmm. And it made a bump. Mm -hmm. it's a, and and it, the bump was okay. I just ignored it for, you know, a, a couple of years. And it got to the point where it hurt so much that um, I, I decided I had a problem there. And um, so what I've been doing besides letting it rest for, for a couple of weeks is really uh, going to town on on the glucogel and the MSM uh, and the osteo the osteo powder that you that you shake up in a in a uh, in a bottle of water that stuff tastes really good and it's really good for me so uh, I'm well on my way to recovery, and the big mistake was that I wasn't doing that all along. Right. You know? And, and you know, unfortunately, MZ, like I said, we're running low on a lot of things, but uh, the good news is that you can always stock up on as much as you want at kscohealth.com. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You don't have to wait for somebody's phone call. You can log on to kscohealth.com. Order your products there. Get them delivered. Doesn't matter what we have here at the Dave Cave. You can have it delivered to your house. Go to kscohealth.com, or you can call me at 218-KSCO, and I'll get you hooked up with that. MZ, um, you know, how about, uh, here, here's a name change suggestion that uh -huh. somebody uh, pointed out to me. How about Mountain Charlie? If you're not going to name it something, you know, generic like Appalachian Community College. Mountain Charlie College. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if your guest right. is familiar with, with uh, you know, uh, who Mountain Charlie is, but maybe she is. She sounds like she knows some something about history. Have you heard uh, of Mountain Charlie, Madison? I ha I haven't, but I'm intrigued. Oh, really? Well, Mountain Charlie was a woman who lived as a man 
back in the days oh, of stagecoaches. Yes, 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 yes. Right, yeah. So, so um, I don't see how anybody could, could disagree with that. But this is a great topic. Uh, Madison? Madeline? Madison. 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 Uh, yeah. You're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. And people are trying to, to shoot you down, but uh, you're sticking to your guns, and uh, it's a good job. I happen to disagree with you, but you're doing a good job. Well, thanks, okay. man. Okay. All right. All right. I'll be out in the, uh, the Dave Cave, MZ. Till thank you, uh, Dave. Uh, and before we start, uh, take some more phone calls. We're going to continue with Rory, who's still on, for a couple more minutes because I promised him. Uh, and mm -hmm. um, so we have to do hour number two. Here it is. Oh, hello, darling. I hate to hang up on you, but... Um, you can still participate uh, in the program by sending an email to mz at ksco.com, uh, as Kathy the Troll and Andy Carcello has done. I'm sorry, baby, but I really gotta go to KSCO Radio. Bye. Okay. Um, so I've promoted the emails, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read them. Okay, um, Kathy the troll says, "Stop letting these people control us." Unfortunately, I missed the program until I heard this woman talking about why they should change the name of Cabrillo. If they're stupid enough to believe what she feels so deeply harmful to our community, then they need to get a life, find a real problem to work on. I'm so fed up with all of this horrible takeover and destruction. Cabrillo hasn't harmed anyone for 500 years. Oh, my God. Can't she find some atrocities that are more recent? And that's from Kathy. Um, and Andy, he says, Hi, MZ. Uh, hard getting a line in. Would like to talk a bit about the real history of Santa Cruz. The Cabrillo stuff seems like more KKK nonsense to me. Keep in mind, my family played a part in the real history of Santa Cruz. Okay, Andy, um, if you're always dialing 479-1080, you might get lucky uh, and, and slip in, you know, right when someone else, uh, you know, drops off uh, the phone. We have a bunch of phone lines here, and they're all jammed now, but the best way to get in is just keep calling. Uh, okay, um, let's see. Rory, you wanted to continue your, your diatribe for a couple minutes here. <laughs> No, I, it's a good dialogue. dialogue and well, I think it's great. And, and uh, when we were on hold, when when we were on hold, <laughs> during the break, you guys had a nice spirited discussion, you know, with, with yeah, each other. Yeah, we became friends. Yes. Yeah, Madison, you're, you're a bright young lady. I wish you all the best in the future. Uh, I do want to throw a couple things out historically. The mm -hmm. Carib Indians in the Caribbean, which the Caribbean gets its name from, were cannibals. They enslaved other tribes. They ate them. When, when uh, Cortez arrived in what is present-day Mexico, he forbade human sacrifice amongst all the tribes he came across. He brought them Christianity and taught them that you're made in God's image and likeness. Was that, uh, were they perfect? No. But they stopped the practice of human sacrifice in present-day Mexico. So my whole point about this thing 
is we wouldn't be here today talking on KSTO radio. There wouldn't be an MZ. There wouldn't be a Madison from Eastern European European heritage. There wouldn't be Rory and Watsonville from same Norwegian, Irish, Italian. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for these explorers. If it was still North America without any European set foot, it would still be about a half a million prehistoric people untouched by civilization. And I'm, mm. I'm not for going back to that. That's, we, we honor those people. I went to school in Southern California with a guy at a Catholic high school. His mom was a full-blooded San Gabriel Indian. And he was, he was a sharp guy. He was tall, looked, looked like he was a North American Indian. And we all got along. There was no problem. There, was, there were tribes in the California mission system that never came to Christianity. They stayed with their ways, and that's fine. They were not forced. Some came, some didn't. So I encourage people, look into history, like Madison's talking about. Uh, for California history, and specific the mission times, the Belafron Press out of Santa Barbara, I don't even know if they're in existence anymore, but their stuff's in the library, Belafron Press has a lot of good, accurate, period pieces that don't, don't uh, mask the truth about what happened. So I'm for moving forward, but I'm not for erasing the past, because when you erase the past, you're more likely to repeat the mistakes. And that's my final comment. I'm curious to what wow. you have to say. And then, you know what? I'll, I'll take it off the air. Madison, all the best to you and your studies and your future. Take care. Okay, Thanks, there, go, yeah, there goes yeah, Rory. Okay, that line is open. Oh, no, it's not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this um, is a hot yeah, show. Go ahead and answer, uh, Rory. I'll just I'll just quickly address a, a few of the things that that Rory mentioned. Um, you know, this assertion that like I or anybody else wants to erase history—that's profoundly not the case. My whole goal in this, the whole thing that motivates me, is honoring and acknowledging history. Um, I also wanted to to address this idea that uh, you know native peoples before Europeans came and colonized. Um, their communities that they were somehow prehistoric um prehistoric by the way just means before written history um it has nothing to do with how civilized or uncivilized the society was you know these societies these native societies had really complex subsistence um subsistence systems and they had you know schools they had really complex forms of government that actually inspired a lot of um, what we now use as our forms of government, government, for instance, I mentioned federalism, actually originated um, with the Iroquois Nation, and I think it was Jackson, um, one of the one of the founding fathers. Was there's documentation of him having direct correspondence with members of I think it's the Mohawk, a Mohawk native tribe, in particular. There was a, a Mohawk chief that he had um, documented correspondence with, where they talked about principles of. Um, federalism in a governmental structure and so you know this just this idea i think it's really important to talk about how there were really complex and really intricate and really what we would consider civilized people that existed here um that had to eventually bear a lot of these you know these intrusions and atrocities by european colonizers you know i don't I don't want people to think that I'm insinuating they should feel guilty for that. I certainly don't feel guilty for it because I don't take any part in it. But um, I think that a lot of times when people think that they should feel guilty, what they're actually feeling is compassion. And I think that, you know, acting on that compassion, honoring the people who were killed and raped and all the families that were destroyed and all the villages burnt to the ground, um, 
I think acknowledging that and understanding that history without honoring it or commending it, I think, I think should be our goal as, as civilized people. Um, yeah, that's what I would say to that. Okay, great. Uh, let's um, take our next caller. That will be uh, Gordy in Deer Creek area of the mountains. Gordy, you're on with Madison and MZ. Thank you, MZ. Uh, Madison, I love your name. I know about <laughs> Madison. I'm a member of the Madison <laughs> uh, Listen, I, I appreciate very much what you're doing. Um, and unlike some of the previous callers, I listened to you, and I took your word sincerely at heart. Uh, I don't think that putting anybody's name on a public education institution is a good idea. I think they should be maybe named for the locale, but not a mm. person. If they are going to be named after a person, it should be appropriately named after an educator, not mm -hmm. somebody that has nothing to do with that institution. Uh, to deal with the point that Rory brought up about our history and so forth, this has to be taught in the classroom, not mm -hmm. a label, you know, across the board, you know, advertising, we're Cabrillo College or De Anza College or whatever college uh, named after somebody arbitrarily out of the past. I took mm -hmm. a as a child because they renamed the school that I went to as an elementary school that was named after the location, and then they changed it as somebody they drug out of the past that um, had a Spanish name, just to put a Spanish name on there. And nobody knew who that person was. So I disagree with some of your previous callers, and I want them to think about this carefully, that a public institution uh, should not have a name of any kind, you know, over that school. It should be, you know, maybe by the locale, but not mm -hmm. a name. In the Navy, this is how they do it on the Navy. The Navy names ships after, you know, people that fought in military battles or locations. I was, you know, a, a sailor on a ship called the Frontier, and there were other ships so similarly named. And even today, the, the, the Navy names their ships after people that were in, you know, military service at sea or by location. Uh, and that works. Okay, uh, so I do appreciate what you're doing. I do caution you, though, not to get wrapped up in the hoopla uh, on the Berkeley campus, especially, and get, <laughs> yeah, and get carried away, uh, you know, thinking <laughs> that this is a broader cause than it is. But I do think that it is the correct thing to do, that we do need to fix some of these little things in our past that have built up into such a, um, has gotten out of control. Uh, in Salinas, mm -hmm. I lived there as a child, and I've seen name changes going on there where they're honoring, you know, people like Pancho Villa or uh, 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 some some of the other names that I can't bring to mind at the time now. And mm -hmm. uh, and and I'm 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 an older person, okay. I'm I'm in my mid 70s, um, and I also am on the rolls. I'm a Cherokee, and I'm on the rolls there in Oklahoma. Uh, and I also have ancestry that came over from Europe, some of the first people who were here before the Mayflower. Um, so I appreciate the heritage there. But that has to be taught in the elementary schools and not put above our school system as a label. Get that history mm -hmm. in the classroom. And what you've pointed out to me, which I already knew, but you've emphasized this, 
the lack of education that's going on at the elementary school level where our history and our heritage needs to be taught there and we don't mm-hmm. have those classes anymore you know in most of the elementary schools you know they're they're off on either the techno uh, stuff or they're off on some cause and they're not teaching the history the factual history which you seem to know very well you brought up the mention of the iroquois indians i'm familiar with them i'm familiar with the algonquins i'm familiar with sequoia Mm -hmm. who was an educator sequoia taught how to speak between you know the, the native americans and the europeans he created an alphabet so we have a place name for him called sequoia national park this is appropriate and to keep that heritage in mind Yes, we do need to have monuments, but they shouldn't be um, the, the universities especially, nor should they be you know, in the elementary schools. We don't put the monuments there. The monuments have other places that they should be more appropriately where people can come on their own time and, and absorb these things or to learn about mm. these things in a, in a classroom setting taught appropriately at the lower um, education level. So I, I know you're going to have a, a rough time out there with people that get <laughs> carried away that are very reactionary that will say, oh, it's this kind of a plot or that kind of plot. Um, so mm-hmm. and I caution you not to get drawn off into some, um, you know, what's radical, uh, you know, ideas here that aren't going to do anything but disturb people. So as long as you stick with that basic point, you know, making out, um, point, pointing out that educational institutions, if they're going to be named after somebody, they should be appropriately named after educators and, and not, not conveniently out of somebody's uh, idea of, of, of a role model or uh, somebody that they, that they um, you, know, uh, you know, bring up as, as some, some kind of person that, that's wonderful or not talking about it at all. So Gordy, I got I got to cut in here. Uh, thank you for a wonderful phone call, but I do have two uh, questions for you. Uh, actually, I think I know the answer to one question because you've already said, "Well, oh, geez, he hung up." I didn't mean for him to hang <laughs> up. Uh, all right. Well, um, I I just he wouldn't stop talking, so I had to I had to come I had to come back. Anyhow, I'll just ask him, and I'm sure he's still listening. I'm sorry that he hung up. I wanted him to answer the following two questions. So you are in favor of changing the name uh, from Cabrillo to something else because Cabrillo has nothing to do with education or um, or whatever else he said was uh, was okay. But I, I think didn't... that that's what he was getting at. Yeah. Yes. And so, and I was going to ask that question, and then comma yes, and he was probably going to say yes. But I didn't get to ask him what uh, what he feels about naming a, an institution through a corporate, like a corporate endowment or something. Because there's a lot of, you know, na- colleges at UCSC, for example, that have been named after um, companies that, that gave a bunch of money. You know, is that okay? So, anyhow... Uh, my apologies to Gordy, uh, because I certainly didn't mean for him to hang up when I interrupted. I just wanted him to answer a couple of questions. So, and that was a great call, by the way. So let's take our next caller. That'll be, uh, Alex in Santa Cruz. Thanks for waiting, Alex. You're on with Madison and MZ. Hey, howdy, y'all. 
Yeah, um, it's good. Good conversation. Um, I'll, I'll say that, you know, I'm uh, I'm about 30 years old, and I went to Cabrillo, great college. I think this is all <clears throat> really not important right now. I, I think we have a lot of really important things we need to do as a society to, you know, get, you know, you know, keep, you know, keep our society together. But I was, you know, I was wondering the, the caller Madison uh, honoring and acknowledging history and. And plus the, the the last caller, I'm wondering. So they say honoring and acknowledging history, and um, so wouldn't wouldn't since Native people that were raped and killed and enslaved, I, I think it's important that we remember Cabrillo. Because I, I don't know. A question to the caller. A quick question to the caller. Um, are you familiar with Lenin in Russia that tore down all the churches and stuff and statues? And then I don't know if you've read 1984, George George Orwell. Is that to me? Yeah, I'm familiar with with that that the practice George of Orwell. destroying history in that way. So I, I think it's important, you know. And I mean, I, I don't agree with Rory really on what he's saying about natives. I, I wish they would have left America alone and left the native people. And but I think that's another important mm-hmm. reason we need to leave Cabrillo as a name, so that we can remember all the bad things he did enslaving natives. Um, you know, I, I, you know, and I'm not trying to tear you, you know, tear you up and, you know, it seems like you weren't really too prepared to prove the point that Cabrillo, uh, was a bad guy. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, know, I so, kind of laid know, out some of the atrocities, but if that wasn't enough, I guess. <laughs> you didn't have facts or any, anywhere for people to go <laughs> to actually look it up, but you didn't come if, prepared. If, if people, if people want links, I can send them to Michael. He could put them on his website to some articles, to some historic resources. Yeah. Yeah. What... Can I ask, how, how did you get involved in this? Why, why do you feel so important uh, that you change, help change the name of Cabrillo? My, well, so my history of involvement isn't necessarily around this issue. This is sort of a, a new issue that I, I've decided to put some energy into, even though I know that people have been organizing and advocating for this for years. Um, How did you start? I, what, why, what made you start? Did someone uh, get you involved, or did you go well, on I, I saw I saw that it was uh, I saw that it was on the agenda, and then I read the resolution from the um, the faculty and staff that put together basically the initiative. Um, so what made you passionate? And, what made you passionate about it that made you want to do this? Well, initially, I guess it's just the knowing the history of what happened to the Native American people here and wanting. So why? So okay, so you're that contradicting. You, but you're kind of contradicting yourself because you want to remember the history, but you want to get rid of Cabrillo. That supposedly well, I did learned. These bad I learned, and then you're I not going to remember history. what happened. Well, I learned the history not by seeing the word Cabrillo on my degrees. I learned the history by taking courses and being taught and being taught the history. I didn't. I didn't learn the history just by Did going to the up? school that name. Did you grow up in Santa Cruz? Did you yeah. grow up in Santa Cruz? Okay, For the I most did part, too. Yeah. My I, family moved here. I went to I went to Cabrillo. I never met anyone in my life that was so concerned about changing the name of Cabrillo. I mean, you know, the, the, the protesters, Antifa and all of them, they, they took down Frederick, Frederick Douglass. He was, a, he was a freed slave. He was an abolitionist. And they tore him down. So why, why, what, it's, just, it's just getting kind of scary. And I just well, I that, think you're a that particular really smart one, woman, you know, and 
You, you just don't well, don't get I, yourself. Can I respond? Behind. Can I respond to? Yeah. Can I respond to a few of the things? So the well, the Frederick Please, Douglass yeah, one. I also you. I thought that that was bizarre. First of all, um, and I looked into it, and there was some I don't know some contradicting I guess conversation around the tearing down of the Frederick Douglass, or I don't I don't say tore it down or just vandalized it, but there's some speculation that those were actually counter protesters, like counter Black Lives people who are protesting against Black yeah. Lives Matter protesters. Um, but you know I can't confirm that obviously. Um, and I also wanted to say, you know, this may be your first introduction to me being involved in like something local politically related or something college related. But the reality is um, I've been involved at Cabrillo doing a lot of different things for students, mostly, I mean, centered around, um, I did a lot of advocacy for student workers, for example, done a lot of um, advocacy on student senate to fund student projects like bike fix at station, small things that people don't really care about and don't pay attention to. But I, I mean, this is a controversial sure, no, issue. So this yeah. is, this is your first, this is, you may think that this is the first thing I've been involved with and that's totally fair. And thank you for, and I just want to say, you know, and I thank you for doing something you're passionate about. And, but I really think right now, and you know, to all the people, listening, it's like, we have, we have a lot of stuff going on. You got this guy, uh, Kill, kill Gates. He, he wants to make vaccines for the whole planet and force people to take them. I think we should have some advocacy to stop them from putting needles in our children's arms and our arms. And that would be a good thing for us to all concentrate on. I think. Well, um, definitely it, outside of my jurisdiction, but but Alex, I think I think you've heard. I think you've heard plenty of that on KSCO, and we'll hear more. Thanks for your call. Here's Wendell in Reno. Wendell, you're on with Madison and MZ. Hi, Madison. I think you're getting picked on unfairly. You sound like a really <laughs> nice person, very well-educated. I attended Cabrillo College years ago. I never really cared for the name Cabrillo College. Um, I have a suggestion. I think Wavecrest would be a nice name for Cabrillo. It doesn't involve any person or history. It's uh, more about the natural surroundings. Cabrillo is in a very beautiful location close to the ocean. And Wavecrest sounds to me kind of futuristic, too. Um, so I would like that as a name choice. But I think that uh, you've had a lot of feedback from a lot of the older uh people in, in the community of Santa Cruz County, and they, a lot of them are anti-student, and a lot of them are kind of jealous of people with college educations, and they have harbored this sentiment ever since I was very young, because they resent UCSC, and uh, they don't like the fact that the students could come and vote, et cetera, et cetera. So I think you were very brave to come on today. And I noticed most of the feedback is some of these, I'll call them old fogies, that are highly opinionated. And uh, they're not open-minded, a lot of them, to change. Um, and I think, once again, Cabrillo, I never really cared for that name when I was attending it. And, um, and I also agree with one of the earlier callers who said that the name shouldn't be about any particular person uh, unless they're related to the educational uh, aspect of college. I agree with that. And um, mm. 
So thank you uh, for tolerating all the uh, <laughs> people that really need to take a good laxative in the morning. Um, because, you know, there, there's... Can I, can I ask Mike, you a quick question? Yeah, go ahead. Well, first of all, first of all, thanks. And I just want to let, to let everybody know, anybody that's worried about me, I promise you I can handle in contentious political debate. Um, I, I wanted to bring up, because this is something, I've been doing some student um, organizing around this bill, just kind of this initiative, just taking some, um, you know, suggestions from students. And I was taking suggestions on, um, na like, name suggestions, if the college were to decide to change the name, like, what's the suggestion that you have? And some, a lot of people are mentioning, I don't know if you're familiar with London Nelson, um, but he, so people know the Loudon Nelson Community Center, but that center is named after somebody whose name is actually London. It's L-O-N-D-O-N. -O -O and his name was changed um, just like through some clerical error that just, no, they didn't see it, I guess, as a priority to change it back to his correct name. But he was um, formerly an enslaved person in North Carolina, which is coincidentally where I was born, which is interesting. And he, the person who owned him uh, moved west and uh, brought London with him, and that eventually resulted in London Nelson's um, liberation. And before London died, so he had like a, a farm and um, a small bit. I think he lived by the post office by the river in Santa Cruz, and he, uh, you know, accumulated some wealth on his own and some, some property over the course of his life, and before he died, he put in his will that he wanted to donate his, um, the what's now the Loudon, the Loudon Nelson Community Center, he wanted to donate it, and when he died, he did donate it to the Santa Cruz County school system, quote, for the purpose of educating future generations, end quote. Um, what would that you think about that? That was where I went I mean, to kindergarten, actually, uh, when, oh, it was nice. called, when it was called Laurel School, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, this, this isn't necessarily the, like the name that people are advocating for, but I mean, he is somebody who's related to local education. He donated to Santa Cruz County Schools. Can I, the caller, what do you think about that, about that name? Well, I, I am familiar with, uh, with that, and I, I do know some of that history. So mm -hmm. uh, I, to answer your question, I am aware of that. But no, I'd like to get away from names in general. I'd like to... I don't think people names um, are real great. I, I went to Sierra College, the junior college in Rockland, and I went to the Sierra mm -hmm. Nevada College up at Lake Tahoe. And once again, I my personal preference would be something involving the natural surroundings, the, mm -hmm. the location, you know, the physical location of the college. And I think Wavecrest, uh, once again, would be a nice name because, you know, for one thing, it's not going to evoke anybody's prejudices about so-and-so or their history or whatever. And also, you know, we have these beautiful waves. We have the ocean. And, um, you know, I, I think it would be more appropriate. And, and that wouldn't be so controversial. I mean, what could you say negative about wave crest, you know? And uh, so, so no, I, would, I wouldn't be in favor of that name or anybody else's name. I'd, I'd like to have something more related to nature. Mm. Okay. That's uh, all righty. Thank you very much, uh, Wendell, for calling all the way from Reno. Our next caller is Angel in Salinas. You're on, Angel. Hello, Hello Michael. Um, wow. Okay, a couple of things here. First, I'd just like to say I have attended a not an old fogey. Okay, and I have attended both Cabrillo and UC Santa Cruz. 
And I have, I was Phi Theta Kappa Magnum Cum Laude from uh, one of the schools I attended uh, prior to going to UC Santa Cruz. And uh, uh, during the time I had also attended Cabrillo at the same time. And I turned out just fine. I was uh, Phi Theta Kappa Magnum Cum Laude on the National Dean's List and on the President's List at my college, okay? And I turned out just fine. I think that this is a futile issue. I think it's part of a much larger one. But first, let me say before I get into that, uh, I think the money could be better used. That campus, for someone who's disabled like I am, uh, from a back injury that I incurred on my job, is brutal up and down those hills. I think the money could be better spent, this is just the first thing I want to say, on some escalators and slides. Okay, <laughs> or some transportation around that campus. Now, getting into more serious issues about this, this is, she says she's not hooked up with anybody, any Marxist group, but the tactics I've heard her use with other callers and the way in which she does this and, and the whole subject matter, whether it started with her or whether it was on the agenda ahead of time, that she just saw is part of a much larger agenda. And it is true about wiping out history. You're, you're bound to repeat it. So if they have a problem with the name, just put up a plaque. Get on with your business, okay? Uh, live life and let the college put the money towards, towards more important things that could help us as students. And there are numerous things there. Uh, I am not going to get on the board right now, but, I, you know, I might if, if this becomes a big enough issue while I'm still in this area. I might just. Uh, I really encourage anybody uh, to re-listen to this broadcast. There was a phone number at the beginning, people who have counter views, to become part of that and, and call those people and get involved. It shouldn't just be one way, and that's the way. Um was that the four seven nine six one five eight number? I I think that if so, if I wrote down a number, I wrote down that number, but I didn't write I think, down what it was. I think I think, <laughs> that he gave, I think I think he gave out a number to get in contact with your board member. I think that that's what it was. I'm not sure though. I okay. think that was it then. Um, or maybe even attend the board meetings too. Now, as I said, the money could be better used. We have a lot of very serious things going on in our nation right now. And this is not just the beginning of, okay, this stuff has already started. They've had a plan a long time ago. Now, she may not know of that, or she may, and may not be honest about that. But it's all part of a bigger agenda, and whoever can speak well will be their front people, okay, and use these chipping away at this a little bit of time. Let's get away from this. Let's put the money into better things at the college. And I also noticed some of the tactics that were being used that were rather condescending, as the last caller was, to people who have more knowledge and who have been around for a very long time. Colonel Terry, I don't always agree with, but I did agree with him uh, on his call, as well as many others. And I found that her tactics were rather rude, including she was yelling in the background. And when someone starts making a point, in the beginning, she would shout over them or start talking over them. And I just thought that was very interesting. When they started to make a point, she had all of a sudden start asking them a question. Well, let me just ask you a question. And this is one of their tactics. 
And I think that the gentleman handled it perfectly and said, I'm talking here. And, and, and people need to watch out for this because as you speak up, they will shout you down or they will change the subject just when you're on a very solid, factual role. She did not come with her facts intact. Okay, she's like, uh, uh, uh. So it seems to me that she was trained. She was fed a bunch of stuff. She's re- she was fed a bunch of stuff. She's regurgitating by her teachers, her instructors, who very much could take a leftist platform. And, 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 and young lady, little girl, laughing at me while I'm talking is also rude. You, you need to get a little bit more maturity under your belt, okay, before you start coming at us. There's a lot of people out here, twice your age, three times your age. That doesn't mean they're old fogies. That means they've been around before you were born, before you were twinkling your daddy's eye. So, uh, <laughs> and whoever is training you, you better look at them and see. Oh, they may, they may tell you their agenda is fine and noble, there's other people out here it affects. This money could go to help us as students on this college. This is a stupid project. It will just replace it. Now, you're trying to find somebody else's name, which makes it another political issue, which is part of the social warrior project, okay? We don't need that right now. We need America coming together, not being driven further apart. And we need to get an education. Right now, these schools are suffering for money. So wherever this money comes from, they're already strained. They need the money to help us move forward in our education, get jobs, which we have a lack of right now. We need survival for this nation. We don't need more social, quote, warriors, whether it's personally or whether it's in a group, focusing on trivial things and yes this is a trivial thing it's been there for years and years and it hasn't affected my education or anyone else's i mean i don't see them standing out there going i can't concentrate on my test this thing is bothering me so much i can't concentrate on my test okay we've gotten along with our degrees just fine i suggest you move forward and do the same and i wish you luck with your education but be very careful because you see santa cruz tried to indoctrinate me against my country I left that school because of that, as well as many others that serve their, their, their country that started seeing this stuff. And they will downgrade you if you don't walk in lockstep. They will reward you if you do. And that's all I have to say. Concentrate on some slides and escalators maybe for the school or some transportation Okay, Angel, thank you for calling 479-1080. Here's David in San Francisco. Oh, could I, could, I, could, I, could I address a few Sure, sure, yeah. Hold, yeah. hold on, David. Uh, you'll Good. be next. <clears throat> Go ahead, Madison. Yeah, well, I, well, first I just wanted to say that I wasn't the, word that, I wasn't the person that used the word fogies. Uh, I, I honestly don't even really know what that means, but I know that it's derogatory, so I, I wouldn't use that against, against anybody. Um, yeah, this idea that I'm part of a bigger agenda or some, like, Marxist underground group, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how to really what to say to that. Um, and, um, you know, this, this idea that, uh, it's these leftists, quote unquote leftists, which, and, you know, there's assumptions there about my political beliefs. Um, 
that they're the ones that are, you know, controlling the conversation or like perpetuating this agenda in these backdoor rooms. It's just really not the case. And I, I, I really do encourage people to get involved with the, with the subcommittee because it's going to it's going to be a democratic process and everybody has the right to have especially your board member that whose who's district um, who represents your district. You should get involved with that person. And I would also tell people that a lot of them are up for re-election. So if there's anybody that um, – I doubt that anybody on the subcommittee will be somebody who's up for re-election because they generally don't want to take a politically contentious issue. But, uh, yeah, I just encourage people to get involved. And um, I personally will refrain from doing this too, and I think that others should refrain from doing this. But, you know, making assumptions that people are part of some bigger conspiracy, it's just really not um, – productive to i think the conversation that we're all trying to have about being a better community and what what being a better community could mean and if it means changing the name of the school or if it doesn't and i think that that's a fair conversation to have okay david you're up oh thanks yeah i um i i used to uh know a woman down there in aptos who uh, studied the missions extensively and uh, oh. if you go to each of the missions you know, the, these uh, people that are trying to protect the missions and protect the heritage kind of crap, all you have to do is look in the... If they were really here to save the souls of the Indians, where is the Indian graveyard? It's not. It doesn't exist. They were dumped in piles in bodies. It was just a, a, an insult to, uh, to death. Uh, the way that the Indians were worked as slaves and then just tossed out the back door when they died. There is no Indian graveyard. There is no, you know, loyalty to the Christianity of the saved souls of the Indians. Such utter crap. They they were just tossed in deep bodies in pits in the back after they worked them like slaves. So this whole Sarah business, and, and I'm betting that... Uh, uh, the um, oh good grief Cabrillo, I'm guessing that he was chartered by the Spanish Queen uh, also or the the Church. You know C Columbus was uh, an evil guy who was basically a coward. Uh, he brought Inquisition economics to America. You know the black dark ages of Europe. Christopher Columbus could have had the courage to steal the sh the ship of the or the three the four ships. He could have stolen them from the queen and just stayed here and had a great life. But he took it back. He he became a coward and he took uh, he killed the Indians, steal stole gold, took it all back, and then introduced uh, the fertile grounds of America. The Irish kept their mouths shut. They were over here 500 years before Columbus, and they kept their mouths shut. And they didn't introduce Inquisition into America. And so this whole, you know, these previous callers trying to insult you, Madison, I mean, they're just playing old-school Roy Cohn, uh, dirty tricks, Inquisition, You are you now or have you ever been? Uh, you know, they're just lying phonies who pretend that they're Christians, but find the burial grounds for the the Native Americans that were slaughtered out here. Okay. Hey, thank you very much for calling 479-1080. Here's John and Marina. First off, uh, uh, MZ, this, you hit this one out of the ballpark today. Um, and I'd like to say to Madison, um, I'm one of those, those older gentlemen and served mm -hmm. my country in the Marine Corps. And you make Thank me you. proud. 
Um, you're very articulate, and uh, you're, you're doing a good job. You represent the, uh, the college students of America. That that's going to be our future. Um, first off, I'd like to say this this assumption that if we change names or we remove statues of Confederates, that the history will be wiped out. That's completely nonsense. You know, we, we learn more about history as, as the nation gets older as we progress. And we, we saw Cabrillo Call, which I had no idea about him until this con- uh, controversy started. And why should we have a college named after someone, even if it, is, if it was done in El Salvador? Such a brutal person. Um, I agree with maybe the uh, callers a few a while back, where we could name it after the area, you know, something mm-hmm. less controversial. But changing the name, I think, is the right thing to do. And in changing the name, it will not be lost in history. Um, that's all I have to say. And thank you, and a wonderful job. And thank you for calling four seven nine ten eighty. Cosmic Joe Jordan. Uh, says Franklin, not Jackson, the founding father who the guest just mentioned who was inspired by the Iroquois was Franklin, not Jackson, as she said. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Whose whose name is Mud and was one of the very worst American leaders, in quotes, ever. Thanks if you can work in this little correction. (laughs) Okay, Joe, thanks for making it. Um, Thanks for letting us. So let's hit take next. And that brings on Don and Salinas. Hey, Don, you're on. Hi, yeah. Uh, This whole thing of uh, changing the name of the college, I file under same crap, different days. You know, the the colleges, they had success during the civil rights era with activist change. Then during the Vietnam era. Well, then they started inventing crap to, to attack and socially activate against. And it just got worse and worse and worse. This is just the latest iteration of it. They try to, they find something, they invent something wrong with it, they, they stomp around it and wave signs and tear it down and, and try to change it. That's all this is. This is just activist crap. The same thing they did with the environment, you know. Uh, in the first five years, the EPA lowered our pollution. After that, they had to invent stuff they could point at and call pollution. And, and so this is, the, this is the problem we have. Once they get tired of changing names, they'll go on to something else. Once they tear down all the statues, they'll go on to something else. This is just same crap, different day. And this Madison with Indians, I'm part Indian Madison. I'm very steeped in Indian history. Did you know that when the white man came to the East Coast, the Eastern Indians were going through an era of expansion in which they were going westward, massacring, subjugating, and enslaving Western Indians. Okay, they weren't these innocent people, you know, staring and pointing at litter with a tear in their eye. These were, these were actual people who had the same feeling, same ambition, same mm-hmm. everything as the white people. Okay, and so this stuff of, oh, we should just let the Indians have America. Well, they had America. Okay, and they lost it. Boo hoo! It's over. You, you quit crying about it. You're inventing another thing to be an activist about. And what you also are trying to do, uh, if you are steeped in Indian history, what is counting coup? Can you tell me? I'm not familiar with counting coup. 
What is counting coup? She said she's not familiar. Oh, Do you know what it is? Okay. When you're in counting Indian warfare, counting like a coup, coup. like a C O U P, counting coup. Yeah, like a like like a takeover, a governmental takeover. No, no, it's not a government takeover. An Indian had a coup stick in warfare. Oh. We would go out and we would hit the enemy with our stick, and mm-hmm. that was more important than killing him. Because it showed you were a real badass. You were so tough. You could go out and hit this guy with this little stick, and he couldn't do anything to you. That's what you're doing right now. You're counting coup. You're just looking for something to hit with your coup stick. You're not actually doing anything. Do you really think changing the name of a college is going to do a damn thing for our country? Except make you feel good about yourself? Uh, That's pretty much all I've got. Yeah, I'm happy to happy to respond. Um, okay. So, well, first of all, I think I think I mentioned this before earlier. There are a lot of issues that I and students have been advocating on. This this one, I just think, kind of unfortunately, happens to be the only one that's that people are sort of paying attention to in this really passionate way. Um, as far as what this change will do for our country, I don't think that that's necessarily the point to change the country. Um, that's certainly not no, my the motivation. Point, the point is for and, you to and, flex and, your uh, muscle sorry, is sorry, what sorry, it is. Sorry, you are I flexing got, your muscle. Uh, people are talking all over each other. Okay, we're going to take our more. next caller here, Gray and Aptos. I'm so, just, well, can I, can I Sure, Madison, go finish, really finish up. Just, yeah, yeah. just one sentence. Um, this, the brief, previous caller did mention, like, you know, how some Native American tribes subjugated other Native American tribes, and obviously that is true and that is the case. But uh, I don't think I think that that's kind of tangential, and it doesn't. Th- does that make what Juan Rodriguez Cabrillo did okay? That would be my question to that. And whether I mean we don't honor Native Americans slaughtering other Native Americans, right? So we shouldn't honor Europeans slaughtering Native Americans. That's how I view it. People are welcome to disagree. Okay, Gray and Aptos, you're up. I get to follow the guy that's part. Indian, huh? From India. Yeah, yeah you got to hurry because there's like four okay. minutes left of the program. Okay, I, I didn't like how people were uh, treating you, Madison, like the one lady that called you little girl. Uh, and I do <laughs> think that you have your facts. I think this is a very good show. Uh, you, you can't have everything. Yeah, and like you said, you'll send. You can send that to MZ, and we can get him from there. I was thinking of the Saddam Saddam statue that didn't the United States military tear down. Because that that was part of history, but it wasn't a racing history. Uh, statues and uh, names of buildings glorify that. And like a previous caller said, we can still, that's not a racing history. Uh, I was also thinking really quick, if it was a more recent atrocity, like if it was a person raped and killed your, one of your relatives, you definitely would, the history wouldn't be erased. Um, but it would be glorifying them. We don't have a mansion, uh, College of Manson or co- College of uh, <laughs> Satan or anything like that. Right? right we don't. We okay. don't have a College yeah. of Manson. <laughs> and, and, and I want to tell you the money. The money for the new uh, sign, I'd be willing to help out. And I'm a I'm a Reagan conservative, so uh, it's not about uh, all these liberals, but. The money for a new sign that would say Cabrillo, when it gets run down, could go for a, a new name sign. And um, I think that's about all I got. I can talk your head off. Okay, yes. Th- thank, really you for, thank you for, thank you for uh, calling. Uh, Andy in Santa Cruz. 
Hi, Andy. Andy. Hi, you got in. Okay, hurry up, please. Yeah, I know. I got to hurry up. Well, I want to bring something out here. It's like the history of Santa Cruz. My family were all the immigrants. Oh, my God. My, my, we're at the end of the show, and I didn't even know it. My whole thing is, is finished. Oi, this is awful. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you, Madison. Thank you, everybody. Who just oh, here we go. Here, that's all, folks. Here. So. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Okay, Larry David. KSEO Santa Cruz Salinas Monterey San Jose. It is twelve noon, and my. Now it didn't hit the post right at all. Yeah, what you've got about ten really? seconds here. What it, so are we seconds. still on? Yes, yes, we're okay, still on. Okay, well, thank you, everybody, and sorry, Tony and Prunedale. And but sorry, here Estelle. comes the news. Yeah, so. 